When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Luck, and each week on this podcast, I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up this week is Tyler Reddick of Richard Childress Racing. If you don't know much about Reddick yet, he's one of the more fun personalities coming along. Very unique guy, has a lot of interesting things to say. So, of course, I wanted to get him on the podcast Early in the years, I try to uh, make it as long as we can here before um, any dud interviews or ones that you guys are like, ah, that wasn't as good. Um, I thought we had a really strong start last week with the Joey Logano one. He was fantastic. So hopefully you will enjoy this one as well. But let's find out and take a listen to what Tyler Reddick had to say. All right, everybody, I'm here with Tyler Reddick for another edition of 12 Questions, a year after we did one through the chain link fence we were just talking yeah. about. Good times, that good was, memories. That was a scary one for me because we had strict protocols and you came through the, you came to up to the fence where I was and you started walking around and I, I didn't want to get in trouble. So I yeah. ordered you to go back across the yes. fence and I, it was like, you were like a lion in the cage kind of thing. And we were just, <laughs> but yeah, we played safe. It worked yeah, out. Yeah. It worked out. Either one of us got in trouble. So it was all good. Yes. Yes. And here we are. And here in we person. are. We can sit at a table like normal human beings. Yes. Sort of. of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not normal, but we, I'll pretend. <laughs> That's what's so great about you. All right. So, uh, these are a little bit more random maybe this year. So we'll just, we'll just see how it goes. Right. But, um, the first question is how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? I'm good with it. I'm small. So, um, the only time I kind of bothers me, I guess, is when I'm trying to play my Nintendo switch and their seat reclines just enough to where I can't have my little pop up. I don't know. It's almost like a phone holder, stand. but it's a stand. Yeah. For my switch. If I can't use that, it kind of stinks. Or if I'm on, you know, for those that work on their laptop or have to, you know, I'm doing post-race debriefs, whatever it might be on the laptop. If I can't, like, open my screen or if your screen's all the way open, they go to recline. Some seats will, like, you know, grab the top of the screen and start right. to bend it and compress it. I almost broke, had a laptop get broken that way once. Mm. So that's the only time it kind of stinks. And are, are you a seat recliner yourself? I always forget to. Oh, you forget? Yeah. Well, I, n I normally don't really sleep on the planes. Playing Mario Kart with my, my team, mm -hmm. you know, my, my guys on my crew. Um, but even when I do fall asleep, I find myself actually feels less comfortable reclined than just sitting straight up. So okay. I don't really do it. All right. Uh, how often do you get recognized at the grocery store? In Mooresville, um, the one, the, the, the grocery store really close to um, the railroad tracks and 115 on 150 there, um, the food line. I get recognized at that one quite a bit. The one that's um, by Isabel's and then the one like south of my house, not so much, but that one on the 150 strip, kind of close to Lancaster's and um, Corn's Cafe. I don't know if you've been in there. They got a lot of racing stuff in there. Um, that one in particular seems like a lot of either people that work in racing or um, 
uh, race fans going there. I was actually, it was pretty crazy. I was like two days after being here for the Daytona test, um, I was in food line grabbing something really quick before the snow came in and somebody in that grocery store was like, Hey, I know you, weren't you just in Daytona? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I was, I was just down there. We were on top of the, of the garages watching the test. We just got back. So, you know, oh. yeah, it's huh. pretty cool. That's interesting. You say that because, um, well, the only other person to answer this question so far was Joey Logano. And he said, Mooresville grocery stores, he gets recognized. Uh, other grocery stores like closer to Charlotte, he doesn't. So maybe there's like a unknown fan contingent that sort of waits around grocery stores. Waits for no, they don't wait around in. grocery stores. They're just getting groceries, doing whatever. And they just happen to, they're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know? And yeah. Most of the time, it seems like most of the time I get asked when I'm grabbing beer. So maybe that's my giveaway. <laughs> when I'm grabbing beer that the people figure out that it's me. Um, Tyler, on a scale of one to 10, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? I feel like it's 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 it, it's a really big moving target. I feel like there's days that it's one, and then there's days it's ten. So I'm, I got to go right in the middle. I mean, there's some days I'll remember right away, and it's great, and I respond. Then there's certain times that if you know I get a text say when I'm doing something else, I'll like look at it. Maybe I'll even start to reply to it, and I'll forget to hit send, or I'll forget to finish the sentence. Next thing you know, a week goes by, and I'm like going back through, and I see it, I catch it, and it's like, oh my gosh, so. It's either really good or really bad. So okay. I got to go right in the middle. You're not you're not ignoring intentionally. You just kind no, of no, yeah. no, never. Okay. It just oh my gosh. Yeah. Something will happen and then it's gone. I just it's too late. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Totally understandable. Uh, what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? Um, just start farting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fart all over them. Just or just start saying you got to, oh my gosh, I really got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I haven't been able to go to the bathroom for four days. Just start saying crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Or, or say that, um, or say you're sick. I don't know. Something like that. Start coughing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good conversation under right there. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure this answer is going to be topped all year. I might have to retire this question immediately. Uh, if you could only pick one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? It's such a hostile place at times, but it's it's what makes it so fun. I'd, I'd say Twitter. You it's an evil Twitter. place. Okay. It's an evil place, but yeah. I don't know. Like, there's also some really funny things that happen on Twitter. Okay, know. interesting. I just say Twitter because Instagram's all about images, and you know, you can't really post something. I mean, some of the funniest things you read on 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 Twitter are just just what some people write. It doesn't even really have an image, video, whatever. Right. So I, I'd have to go with Twitter. Okay. Um. What advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? They don't make enough mistakes, if that's the case. Hmm. Mistakes are a good thing. Mistakes are how you learn to, to find your, your rhythm, get to the goal that you're trying to achieve. If you're making mistakes, that means, you know, you're in, mistakes aren't a bad thing, basically is what I'm trying to say. Mistakes mm -hmm. are a good thing. It's how you learn to find success or find what's right for you. You can't be afraid of making mistakes. If you're afraid of making mistakes and you don't do anything at all, then you're going nowhere. Okay, I like that. So um, I'm asking everybody a wild card question, mixing it up for each person. And uh, I wasn't sure what to ask you, and then I got a submission from Alexa, oh, no. your girlfriend. Um, I don't know what this means, but the question is, what does Daddy Chase mean? <laughs> Tyler just dropped the mic. 
If this is a bad question, I can ask another one. You're shaking your head. I should just make up something really bad so she'll never want to ask a question she again, said, right? She said you were going to laugh at this question, but you didn't No, laugh. it's not funny. It pisses oh. me off. Actually, a little bit. Well, dad, my son, for whatever reason. Um, well, okay. I guess it is kind of funny. I. It just makes me mad because my son's favorite car or driver just happens to be Chase Elliott for whatever reason. I don't know why. Bo's never talked to Chase. He's never, like, seen Chase, whatever. He just likes Chase's car, especially, you know, the Napa car in particular. Um, I guess where Daddy Chase comes from is, um, you know, over the last year or two that he's been around the racetrack or watched the racing on TV when they aren't traveling to the racetrack, Alexa will always tell Bo, like, oh, there's Daddy's car, you know, like, that's Daddy's car. And so Bo kind of started saying you know that all the cup cars are daddy's cars like oh that's you know whether it was my car austin's car those are daddy's cars the types of cars that daddy drives okay so then it transitioned into once he figured out who the nine car was and that was his favorite car and he figured out that you know the guy driver's name's chase and all the stuff he'll say you know daddy chase he'll point at you know a cup car and say you know like daddy's car chase so daddy chase so that's where it comes from. I mean, it's kind of funny, but it does make me mad that language, yeah. his like favorite cars are his first favorite is Chase, second one is Kyle Busch, um, third one's Joey. Then I think it's it's Kevin. Um, I'm not even anywhere in the top ten, I don't think. But uh, we were walking around here last night. Um, I walked back to the bus around nine, and he was not ready for bed yet. Normally he's in bed already. He's like, "Cars, Dad, cars, cars." Um, so I brought him back into the garage and he pushed my car all the way through tech. He did not want to leave my car until it got back to the pit stall. He was have it absolutely at nine 30 at night when my kid's supposed to be in bed. Last thing he wants to do is sleep. All he wants to do is push my car around tech and then go look at all the other race cars, get up close to them. So me and him had a fun, fun time last night hanging That's out here. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that. He'll come around. You know, it's so much based on color at this age. I think he just likes topic. winners. Winners. <laughs> <laughs> I need to win more. <laughs> or just win once. Maybe that'll fix it. Well, um, <laughs> speaking of that, if someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race, would you interrupt their celebration? Oh, it's very, it just depends. Um, it depends on what track it is. If it's a short track. You know, don't don't tell anybody else I said this, but like you know, to to really make it an exciting moment, if it was like a short track, like what like what happened between Mar or uh, Denny and Alex, I mm -hmm. loved it. I thought it was perfect because it's like it's at Martinsville. Even if you're really not that mad, or if you were, I think it's a perfect place to kind of like do that sort of thing. Here at Daytona 500 for for the win, you know, that's their moment. Don't go out there and interrupt it. I mean, I guess I kind of interrupted uh, McDowell's um, celebration when he got stuck. Me and Ross ran out there and helped get him back going. <laughs> But like it depends on the on the atmosphere, the vibe, or kind of what's happening. You know, like place like Bristol, place like, you know, where the short track energy is really flowing. I think it's kind of great. You kind of just got to know when to do it, um, and how bad of a moment it kind of is. But there's a right way to do it every time, and and hopefully, if I'm ever in the on either situation, I make the right call to make it a really exciting you know moment for not just myself but the fans and everyone else included. Maybe maybe scare the guy that won the race too, you know? Maybe mess with the celebration a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be uh that'd be great from from my standpoint, uh from a media standpoint. So please make all the storylines you need they to. They need to they'll need to go what would be really great is if something bad really bad happens that, that NASCAR is on top of it and they just roll out a, a boxing ring on a trailer. <laughs> yeah. It's like all right guys, here you go, settle it right here. Yeah. Then we'll hand out trophies and throw someone in an ambulance. I'd be I'd be all about it. <laughs> um 
What movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? The last year. Over the last year. Oh, well, because of my son, um, Moana. Because Moana. of Bo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, it's a great movie, but I've, I've seen a lot because of him. Yeah. And Some catchy music in that movie. There's a lot of music in a lot of Disney movies. I mean, I like I like I like a lot of the movies. I'm not just not really big on the singing. I get it, you know. Kids love love the music and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I actually found myself really enjoying a lot of the Disney movies. It's just I just wish none of the singing was in it. But I'm older, you know what I mean. I get why it's there. You could do without it's not the a music part of the entirely. Okay, maybe one. Just song. the story. Maybe line? two songs, but not like eight, nine. You know. Okay. At least they're singing the rocks, great. At least the they're rock, singing you allow him to sing his songs in Moana? Or are you cutting him? I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What can I say except you're welcome? I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a funny song. Um, when you think about NASCAR five years from now, what are you most optimistic about and what worries you the most? Honestly, it's the same thing. Um, I think for me, it's, well, it's the competition. Who, who will be, who will I be, you know, potentially be competing against? <clears throat> I would love it if, if, if guys that, that run F1 or run, run IndyCar, you know, have a more diverse, you know, background in racing and, and lighter cars with, you know, more downforce, that type of thing. If this car is truly more in line with, with, with with racing and cars from from their background seeing those guys come over here and doing well you know that'd be the most exciting and probably the most scary right like if a guy I, I don't know if he ever would but i would love it if a guy like lewis hamilton's like i want to race nascar but it would also be one of the most terrifying things in the world because he's one of the best drivers to have ever lived and if he came over here well guess what he's gonna be pretty damn good so that's that's what i that's what comes to mind you're, you're a big F1 fan, so would you fanboy over Lewis if he came over? And you Most were like, likely, yeah. yeah. I would try not to, very hard not to, but it would probably <laughs> Try happen. to play it cool. But I'd try and play like... cool, but I'd be low-key sweating through like four <laughs> layers of clothes probably, yeah. <laughs> um, a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over, but you get to retain all the knowledge and experience you have now. So do you accept the offer to go back or do you stay in the present? be really tough uh, right i'm torn like right now I, on that answer i'm torn a year from now i feel like i would know the answer to this or another two years i would know whether i'd want to or not um i had a lot of good things go my way and i i had a lot of a lot of the reason i'm where i'm at today is because a lot of the dumb stuff i did when i was younger a lot of the mistakes i made when i was younger things that you know if I wouldn't have been really stupid in my early 20s, I may not have ever ended up at RCR and never had the opportunity I do now. So it's really hard to, to really say for sure. But part of me does wish in, in some ways, we'll just, you know, go with this, you know, part of me does wish in some ways that could have went back and really explored, you know, road course racing more, you know, go-karts and doing more of the open wheel stuff. Um, I really do love road course racing a lot. Just trying to figure out how and when I'd even go do those opportunities now it's difficult uh, if i could have started younger it would have been really cool to say what if you know what if you know could have ended up overseas racing in formula one or an indy car um i'm really happy with where i'm at but you know it would still be really cool to end up one day i don't know how the heck it even happened but to be in an f1 car but it would have been a lot easier if i did did uh you know 
did that pipeline that route from a younger age so sorry you're when you say you did stupid stuff and then you end up where you are now so you're saying like just like mistakes just like you know um you know thinking you're prepared certain years or like you know thinking you have the right mindset when you're running somewhere or you know think you're doing the right things and then just realizing you're only in about you know a fraction of your true potential but i mean it's that trial and error process that, that helps you get better and better as you go mm-hmm. but just just if i would have known that i was really you know when i think i was giving it everything i had only realizing that i was you know just just crack just scratching the surface would have been nice to have that ramp earlier but mm-hmm. um i don't know it's hard to say okay so each week uh, i ask a driver to give me a question for the next guy um joey logano submitted this question for you uh he was talking about obviously how your, your talent for running the wall and everything like that and he's wanting to know um when you started running the wall and doing things like that and trying to get better at it did you think about the risk you were taking by running it and possibly hitting the wall or were you just like this is the fastest way around i'm just going to keep going until something goes wrong i mean no and that's probably probably why it i was able to learn it as well as i have is just all that you know it's like one of those deals if you know somebody that's really scared to live out you know get out of their little uh you know little bubble you know if they have like are you sure you want to merge lights without a turn signal? That's so scary. You know, like that type of mentality, the wall's never for you. I'm kind of like we're talking about the mistakes I made and my mindset that I had at the time, you know, just like kind of almost reckless. Um, if it wasn't for all that stuff and where I was at, at that time in my career, I probably would have never really adventured into finding it the way that I have. So, I mean, in a way you got to look at, is it like, yeah, there's a huge risk. Um, and it, you know, cause it, the wall's right there. But for me, I found that I'm less likely to just absolutely destroy my race car from running an inch off of it. than if I am running the bottom, make a huge mistake, slide all the way off the bottom and slap the fence on corner exit, a turn four or something like that. So yeah, I never really thought about the risks involved. All I've, when I, when I've been in that mindset to go up there and find speed, it's just like, I'm absolutely as desperate as I'm ever going to be. And I'm not happy with how fast I'm going and I'm going to go faster. I'm going to crash one or the other mm-hmm. because my, my team deserves it. They, you know, they, they deserve to finish better than where I'm running right now. Okay. Interesting. Um, so the next interview is with Chase Briscoe. Um, do you have a question I can ask him? Hmm. Yes. I just got to think of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you smiled like you already knew the answer. And then I thought, <laughs> <Yeah>, gotcha. <laughs> Oh man. Has becoming a father helped you be a better person? And if yes, which it will be yes, obviously, right? <laughs> and if yes, how is how is that the case or why is that the case? Okay. Cuz like well, for me that was huge. Like I never thought like having a kid would help me be a better person or push harder that type of stuff and it has done all that. So it'd be just I think it'd be cool to hear a new dad kind of give his opinion on that. Yeah. Also, uh, I think if you have like a terrible kid, maybe didn't you didn't become a better person before because you're just miserable all the time and <laughs> I mean, even even you still love even even if when kids are bad, you still love them. You yeah, know, you, yeah, you can't not. Like my kid kept um, spraying my engine tuner Matt's daughter in the face with bubbles all day, and like he was just being absolutely awful. But you still love him even <laughs> right. when they're bad. You know, you can get pissed off at them. You can get yeah. this, you can get that, but you still love them at the end of the day. Yes, that's true. So. That's true. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You Absolutely. delivered, of course, as always, and appreciate uh, all your time. You got it. Thank you.
All right, everybody, there you have it. Tyler Reddick, obviously very fun personality. Appreciate him doing that. And as you heard, next week will be the 12 questions with Chase Briscoe. A little bit of housekeeping, as I mentioned last week on the Logano podcast, just in case you missed it. Um, This year, I'm trying to delay posting the podcast version of this in the free feeds for about five to seven days, something like that. I'm just trying to be fairer to the people who are paying uh, to subscribe to The Athletic. When you subscribe to The Athletic, you get the written version and a podcast version that you can listen to on The Athletic's app. Um, you, you get that the day it comes out. Um, I'm just trying to preserve that uh, the, the free versions a little bit later just to be people uh, fair again to the people who are, are paying. So uh, if you want to subscribe to The Athletic and support our work here, you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions, and you should see the latest deal. I believe right now, last one I saw was something like $1 a month for the first six months or something like that. So pretty, pretty good deal there. And would love to have you uh, reading along and following along everything that's going. Anyway, appreciate you as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.